So it's been quite some time since we learned last. Um, we skipped a week last week because of Shabbat Batamas. And we're jumping back in, not just to <clears throat> the general series Bechlal, but we're jumping back into the Indian that we were holding in Bifrat, which is the third stanza of Anabakayach, the stanza of Nagibar Darsha Yechutcha Kevavas Shamrim. Very quick overview, and then we'll jump into <clears throat> really what we were trying to essentially get to last week, and we couldn't finish the Indian. So it's very much, not, not last week, two weeks ago. So it's a hashlama of that. And, and then we'll <clears throat> excuse me, carry on our way as we journey, continue journeying through Anabakayach. So very quickly, we had learned that means that we're focusing on the Indian of Am Yisrael being Am Yisrael seeking unity, being the nation that was sent to this world to be Megala to reveal the secret, the mystery of Elokus that can be perceived and found and experienced and accessed and related to in a relational sense, in this physical world, in this Olam Gashmi. So that God is not a, not a concept, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a stake in humanity. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants a relationship with us. And in so doing, we're revealing not just to the world that there is one God, Ein Oid Mulvadu, there is no other God than Him, right? There's no other creator. We're revealing that very, very deeply all of creation as it emanates from one single source, it remains one. That unity may be perceived throughout creation, both in time and in space, and that there's nothing that there's nothing other than the unity of a Baruch Hu. Dar That's what our whole mission is. That's what we're trying to do in this world. That's what we do when we daven. That's what we do when we learn. That's what we do when we do mitzvahs. That's what we do when we live our lives in accordance with the morality and the ethics and the concepts of of Yiddishkeit, of Avodah Hashem. That's, that's the message we're trying to spread and to inculcate into our hearts. Darshay, the Indian of Yechudcha. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elikeinu Hashem Echad. That's the whole principle. That's the whole foundation of the Torah. Hashem Echad. Hashem is one and Hashem suffuses Elikeinu, which is a reference to the realm of multiplicity. That's why it's Elikim is plural which is Hateva, which is the, our perception of a natural created world. Hashem is Elikeinu. Hashem Echad. That's the deeper Havana in that and what we say at the end of Yom Kippur seven times. Hashem Hu Elikeim. Hashem Hu Elikeim. And so on. That, what are we saying when we say that? We're screaming it on top of our lungs. Most people don't know what it means. What does it mean? Hashem Hu Elikeim. So I say Hashem is God. Okay. But why Dafka at the end of Yom Kippur? We're not getting into the whole Sugi of Yom Kippur. As we get closer to Yom Kippur, Hashem, we'll learn a little bit about that as well. But what we're really saying is that don't be fooled, particularly at the end of Yom Kippur, don't be fooled. When everything is cleansed and everything is clean and we can finally see clearly, hopefully if they haven't started setting up for the, the, the Kiddush already at the end, because then, <laughs> then you're done. <laughs> the second you see those regular, finish. But until then, fasting the whole day, dressed in, ki- in a kittel, pure, 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 mamish pure, great to see you, thank you for coming. The Indian of being totally, totally pure, thank you, right? And we scream in that moment that it's clear that we see beyond the veil. Hashem hu elikim. There's no Indian of elikim. Elikim is hateva. Hashem hu elikim. Darshi yechutcha. Said Rav Kook. Kivavas shamrim. Am Yisrael need to be guarded when we go out into the world with such a mahalach because it scares other nations. It scares people. Because people hold on to their convictions. What the Navi tells us, Yirmiyahu, We'll speak more about Yirmiyo in, in a couple of minutes because we'll speak about the Bein Mitzarim in, in a bit. He says that at the end of time, all the nations of the world are going to come to a Jew and grab onto him and say, teach me something. 
teach me because you have the truth and we've inherited hollow lies we've inherited lies but calls man that they're not up to that level yet and am yisrael aren't where we need to be in order to bring the whole world back to a unified partnership or brotherhood like we spoke about so until then it threatens them very much threatens them there's nothing that scares a, a non-jew more than a jew that's mamish a jew mamish a, a yid you know Every Jew is mamashiyid, but I mean a Jew who's who's absolutely conscious and and is not being is not shaking from anything in the world, plugged in with with all ten fingers to the outlet of eloquence. Nothing that scares them more because they, they can't can't play around with such conviction, such conviction. I walk down the street, I'm not going to ramble now, but I'm probably already rambling. But I walk down the street, I, I take such pride. I look exactly like my great 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 grandfather. Back to the Prussian. The time of the Bayashani and beyond. Back to your Miyawanavi. Not that they wore black shirt, you know, white shirt and black pants and whatever. <laughs> I'm talking about my titus. I look exactly like them. Nothing changed. The whole world changes a million times over throughout the generations, and the Jew remains steadfast. Nothing that frightens the world more because the mom is standing on shaky ground. And Amisrol's MS land, that conviction to MS, which is everlasting MS. Svas MS Tikan La'ad that doesn't change forever. So that can scare people and that can awaken them to Chasvashalm want to, to Chasvashalm stamp us out, which is exactly what Hitler wanted to do. Because he said that the Jews are guilty of two crimes against mankind circumcision on the body and conscious to the soul. They couldn't live with that. Because that's exactly what you and I are. We are the conscious of the world. We've always been and will continue to be until the, until the end of time. I believe that we need to fortify this element and focus inward toward our communities first, and then we can mamish, build up the all, quote-unquote, already from, will conquer the whole world. That's what I believe is the big ticket now and what we're trying to accomplish in a tiny little way, but each of us in our own way. But we need protection because it shakes people. So, therefore, once we speak, says Rav Kook, it just I'm just reviewing, once we spoke about Darshe Yechutcha, so then we say, we need Shmira. What should we be guarded like? The eyes. Why the eyes? Because eyes are connected to the concept of Chachma, big picture thinking. The eyes, which take in the totality of a picture as opposed to the ears, which can only hear one note at a time, one melody at a time, unless there's harmony, which is a very deep thing. That's the Chachma in Bina, so to speak, of, of, of melody. Um, that's the Indian of Hakol, Kol Yaakov, two voices singing together, which is the synthesis of Tiferes, which we're going to get to at the end of the year, hopefully, Bisiyatar Shmaya. Ah, so kivavas, which is the Indian of the pupil of the eye, which is the element of unification, that's where we need the shmira. And that's the relationship between the eyes, which is the Indian of kivavas, to the shmira that's necessary when we start talking about darshe yichutcha. Great to see you. Thank you for coming. So, Yes. Do they go according to the Midas? Uh, oh, for the, sure. Of course they do. Tiferes. As Yaakov Avinu. We're going to learn. We're going to learn about that at the end of this year. Excellent. Yeah. So last um, last time we learned two weeks ago, very very quickly, we spoke about two general realms within creation. And when we say creation. I don't mean the the plants and the rocks and the and the cows. Creation means the totality of creation, from the emergence of the creator's energy vis-a-vis -a, -vis a creation, 
from the Ein Sof down to the realm of the physical, literal Gashmis that we're surrounded by, that's literal Elokos, but we don't necessarily live on that level, but Ein Oidmovadikipshut. This is part of what we grappled with last time, very delicately. Two realms within this totality of creation that begins on the level of the Yud of Yud Kevavke, which we began with already speaking about many, 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 many shiurim ago toward the beginning. We spoke about how all of existence is folded into this name Yud Kevavke. Four levels, like we spoke about, four Eilamais. And we spoke about these two elements, Hanhagas Hanmishpat, which is, so to speak, the lower revelation. And the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacts with the world through the 6,000 years of creation, which we're coming to the very, very end of our dars, Mamash on the Threshold, we spoke about that at the very end of last week, uh, two weeks ago, Shir, last time. That's Hanagas HaMishpat, and that's the Indian of Mida Kenegad Mida. That's called in Kabbalah, without getting into the whole thing of it, Zeir Anpin. It means a small face. Why is it small? Because it's constricted, it's limited. It's, it's... Mida Kenegad Mida. But the Ramchal teaches in Das Tunis, like we learned, that there's also a realm called Hanhagas Hayichud, the realm where everything is one. And like we spoke about all of creation, it's not steps in a linear process. It's like garments upon garments upon garments. And so there's a layer of creation and a layer of our relationship with Hashem, which is the ordinary functionality and the way that things generally work, which is called Hanhagas HaMishpat. It's Mida Kenegad Mida. And over there, there's distinction. And over there, there's Kashal and Pasal, Tame and Tahar, Mutter and Aser. If you're keeping track, those are six different elements. Those relate to the six days of the week. That's Hanhagas HaMishpat and the Vav of Yudke Vavke, which also relates to the Eitz Hadas Toiv Berah. This element of Toiv Berah, this element of conflicting points, Kashar, Pasal, Tame, Tahar, Mutter, Aser, which are, which are codified in the Shishe Sidre Mishnah. The involved of the Tevara is the is the six. The six. six. That's right. The, the three and three, no. which all of halacha falls into these uh, six elements. Six. There are three categories: kasher and pasul, tamei and tar, mutter and aser. All the areas of halacha that are codified again in the shishe sidre mishnah davka, which is the also the six, which correlate to the six days of the week. And there's an union of the of the eights hachaim. The eights hachaim is something else. That's the union of managas and that's that mercy there, Achmanas of HaKadosh Baruch that can be woken up, which overrides the system. And there are times that we know in our history, that without getting into all the depth of this now, it's not really our topic. I mean, it is somewhat, but it's not. There are times when that system has been overridden. One of those times is Kriyas Yamsuf. Kriyas Yamsuf, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Am Yisrael, Ma what, what do you, Da'abra al-Bnei Yisrael v'yisau. If you remember, Chazal tell us that by Kriyas Yamsuf, the Malachim came to HaKadosh Baruch and said, Halalu Evdei Avadizar, Halalu Evdei Avadizar. What is the advantage of Am Yisrael over the Mitzri and both of them are Evdei Avadizar? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? Well, like, why are you saving this one over that one? Hashem says, this is not Hanagas HaMishpat land. This has nothing to do with... Great to see you. Thanks, Rekha. There's nothing to do with Hanagas HaMishpat. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm overriding the system. And the Zara Kaddish tells us that what was that Indian of overriding the system without getting caught up in the, in the terminology now. But the Zara Kaddish says, Ba'atika Talia Milsa. This has nothing to do with the lower element of, this has to do with what's called in Kabbalah, Atik. Which, is a very, which means ancient. Which Why is it ancient? Because it's a mashal, right? The older something is, the earlier it is. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu is referring to that ancient mercy that comes before this Indian of Hanagas Mishpat that's much lower down in the system. But Atika Talia Milsa, in that place, Yisrael Ayurais of 
chad. And that place, it has nothing to do with deserving or not deserving. It's 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 etzem, etzem. It's the other middle. It's not zeramchem. It's atik. It's it's called atika, yeah, or atik, yeah. Which is which is associated with keser. Yes. Yes. You go back in time. That's why. You go back in time to the beginning. That's why it's called atika. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we so we said that two two weeks ago that the Nevshachaimas says that, that that's when a person really should be focusing on this on this Indian. Everything is one. And there are even Lashanas from Chazal when, when a person's davening, there's no world. Everything fades away. That there's no so 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 that's the Nevshachaim who took a more conservative approach toward contemplating these ideas than the Hasidim, because the Hasidim felt that that was it. We're coming to Geula. We have to already start being Mechavan because we're coming to the end of the six days of the week and we're breaking into a realm where there's going to be a Giloi of that level. We have to we have to begin preparing, making early Shabbos and so on. All this is by way of Hakdama. There are times when we can tap into that connection that we have with the Kodesh Baruch Hu that's beyond deserving or not deserving. Hey, brother. Great to see you. Thank you so much for coming. Wow. Great to see you. I'm not sure if we have any sheets left or Hashem, um, but uh, we can share. Yeah? So there are two chairs right now. They're right here. Two chairs right here. There are times throughout our history when this is when this is revealed, when this element is revealed, this element. When this element is revealed, this element of kesa, this element of atik, which is rachamim gemurim. This is also related to the yud gimel midas of rachamim. Without getting into all the details now, this is why Kodesh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu, "I'm going to give you a secret yud gimel midas rachamim. No matter what's going on, you say these, you contemplate them." Certain svarim say when we act, when we actualize them, when we start to be like a Kodesh Baruch with all the different midas, that awakens this element of Kesar Elyon, overrides anything else. Total mercy. This is also related to what a Kodesh Baruch Hu says, V'chanoisi es hashar and I will grant uh, uh, mercy, grace um, to, 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 to whoever I choose. And Chazal say, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has what's called an Oitzer Matnas Chinam. It's the treasury of unearned gifts. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a place where you, it doesn't matter you're deserving or not deserving. If there's a Shas Ratzin, Ace Ratzin, which means the same thing, it's an Ace What does it mean, Ace Ratzin? That element of Atik, of Keser, is called Ratzin. It means it's the time when that element is being revealed. When that element is revealed, because it's the core of creation, listen very carefully to this, because it's the core of creation as the earliest manifestation of anything that would be created later, saying something very deep now, it is the core of everything in creation. And you and I have a core too. So in a time where there's an Ace Ratzin, well, why is there an Ace Ratzin? Shaloshudis and Shabbos, if we're Zorcha to really experience Shaloshudis properly, I bless us too. Yom Kippur, different times that are Ace Ratzin means that's the time where you and I are able to tap into the deepest part of who we are. Where even though there are layers in between that make it look like we're not deserving, in that place, call it what you want, whatever you want to call it, there's a place that's Kadosh Vitar. As you and I sit here now, we've slept through a week, all of us know that there are layers of whatever there are layers of. 
there's a point within each and every one of you and within me that's absolutely fundamentally divine, not even pure, absolutely divine. Okay, all this is Akdama. Now let's go inside. I want to end, please get me back to your Mio because I want to speak about that. Vihine. In order to bring about a revelation of this fundamental unity, this place that we've been describing now, and to draw down shmira, guarding those that have taken upon themselves the mantle, this responsibility of being doresh yichudayizbarach, being darshe yichudcha to seek the oneness of God in the world and to spread that kind of consciousness. Heim Am Yisrael, and this is our holy nation. We need to draw a tremendous amount of bracha from a very high place. From that place of unity. From that font, from that essential spring from which everything else emerges. This is also symbolized in the river that flows out of it. And then it splits into four. But beforehand, everything is unified. That's the symbol there of the river. Everything that you see in this world, again, all the distinctions, physical distinctions, separate elements within creation, fire and water, heat and cold, sweet and, and sharp, all the different contrasting elements within creation is unified before the place where umisham, then ipard la'arbarashim. But everything has a unified element. So you and I are experiencing it after or through the veil of separateness. But that does nothing to take away from the fundamental truth of the achdos that lies beyond the veil. And the whole purpose of Torah and mitzvahs, and this is what we, we I should say, we, I get wrong, it's because we think it's rituals and we think it's mitzvahs, and we think in a very limited way. The whole purpose of halacha and Tyra and mitzvahs and davening has one goal, and that's to help us develop the conscious awareness of this reality that lies beyond the surface of living. That's the fundamental goal. How do I know? Because the whole purpose of the Tyra is to bring us into Dvekus with Hashem. What does that mean, Dvekus with Hashem? What does it mean? Hashem appears right in front of me and I'm dubbik with him. Or Hashem is the Ein Sof. He's the creator of everything. He suffuses and permeates all. Well, if I want to have dvekas with that all, then in my limited way, whatever totality within my life that I experience as a father and as a husband and as a friend and as a, uh, whatever, I, whatever my roles are and wherever I go in life physically and whatever circumstances I experience throughout my life, bechol drachecha da'ehu. I have to be medabik with, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. How do I do that? Maybe Hashem is, is less in, in my grandmother's kitchen than she should live well and, and because of the 120, she's very old, okay. the 120 of Hashem, than the base measure. I don't know, how can I connect Hashem there if I connect it to Hashem here? Is that? And the answer is because you start, when you develop this kind of mindset, you start to be able to find a way to connect wherever it is that you may be, wherever it is that you may find yourself. So we're trying to draw down this bracha from that place of Anagas Hayichud, Soid Ar HaKeser Vahachachma, which in the spheres, like we learned at length, is the light of Keser, which is the first revelation, which is the will of Hashem for creation that encompasses everything that will then be thought of and then practically brought into being, and Chachma, which is that all-encompassing 
blueprint that already contains everything. That's the sod, the mystery of sight, of seeing, that we've been speaking about. Kivav Hashamri. So says the This is the secret of the Rashi Tevos, of that holy shame, that divine name, of the 42 names of Hashem, the 42 letter name of Hashem, that emerges from these words that are found at the end of the stanza. Nun is for Na, Gimel, for Gibar, Dalit, for Darshe, Yud, for Yechudcha, Chaf, for Kvavas, and Shin, for Shamrim. Nun, Gimel, Dalit, Yud, Chaf, Shin. What's the, what's the meaning? What is the meaning of these letters? Says the Heliger of Sasan. Shekain, Nun, Gimel, Dalit. What does it mean, Nagad? What does the word Nagad mean? It's the sharish of the word agada. Why is it called agada? Chazal tells us. Why? Because it draws the heart. Draws the heart. Nagad means to pull, to draw. What's that? Neged can mean opposite, but it's the same concept as drawing. To draw something is to draw it away from where it was to the opposite opposite side. Mm. It, it expands. It's the same concept. We used to draw the knowledge. What's that? Lahagid, very probably. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I, it sounds very strong Kudasik. as a svara. That's by the way. That is this. That's, I think he may even mention that. Right, it's not in this paragraph, but he says, I think in a different place that that's what nagad means. He says from good asik means to draw. That's exactly yeah. what it means. And lahagid means to take something that you know and to draw it out toward others. Yeah, that's the concept of nun gimel dalid means. To draw. Yes, yeah, so he had spoken about it earlier, but we didn't bring that piece. And now these letters, Yud Chavshin, so Nagad means to draw. Yud Chavshin Roimez is a reference to this very elevated place, the side of Hanhagas Hayichud, in that incredibly elevated stage of creation that's known as Keser and Chachma, these two elements. Now, why is Yud Chav Shin Keser and Chachma? What is that? See, he says like this, very, very, very deep. The secret mystery of the light of Chachma, which is that all-encompassing blueprint for creation before anything else unfolds, is always hinted to in the letters Yud and Shin, or the word Yesh. Chachma is known as the first something. Why is it known as the first something? Where is the textual, uh, uh, scriptural source for this concept of the sphere of Chachma? A Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us, V'ha-chachma, chachma me'ayin timatse. Emerges from ayin. Ayin there is a reference to keser. Memela klape, in relation to keser, chachma is always known as the first yesh. Even though it itself is mamish bitl, bitl. If you look, chachma is bitl. Mamish bitl. Mamish bitl. But klape, Keser, literally the Pasuk says, Chachma comes from Ayin, right? And that means that Chachma is not Ayin. Chachma is the first something, as opposed to, Mamish, from our standpoint, nothing, which is the will of God, which none of us can fathom, and it totally doesn't matter. And if anybody tells you that they know why Hashem created the world, they're lying to you. They're Mamish lying to you. They may give you reasons, but the ultimate, 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 we Mamish have no, we have no clue. That's what it means. We have no Hasaga in Keser. We don't understand. We can get. I trust me. I can give you reasons now. Dear betachtoyim, tevat leheitiv, you know, etc., etc., etc. Hashem wanted to give us the perfect good and a perfect and this. We have to choose it over here. All that stuff. It's nice, but the ultimate, ultimate objective is a mystery. It's mamish a mystery. 
And, the, and here's the sweetest thing. It doesn't matter. If something is emes, and I am, not because I think, but because I am commanded, that's why I am. And that becomes the fundamental foundation for our lives. We understand that that's what it means to be a human being. I am commanded, therefore I am. Then it doesn't make a difference to me why I am commanded. This is the fact. Hashem wanted this world. Hashem wants this world. Hashem wants us. He whispers to us. He calls us. He beckons us. Into what? Into a relationship with Him. So Chachma is Yesh. But this is only half of the story. Chachma is also Yesh because Bina which is the contrast to Chachma. Chachma is this all-encompassing blueprint. Bina is the energy that begins to take this big picture and start to fragment it into details so that the process can begin, which, again, all of us experience within our own creative process. This is what we do. We first want to create something. We have a big picture picture of what, what we're going to create. Then Bina, we start to like, think and plan it, still on the level of Machshav, we start to plan it out step by step. And then... And we go down into the into the what's called the oil Maisa, right? We practically begin to collect the materials, whatever it is, whether we're building or we're drawing or we're making music or whatever we're creating. This is the step. These are the steps that we take because our creative process is selim elokim. It's founded upon the way that Hakadosh Baruch Hu went ahead and created the world. What's that? Meaning. Meaning he was trying to stop um, Amisrael from going into the world of Machshav into the world of Maisa. Right, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. Amisrael were on the threshold, also the Miraglim were trying to keep them in the, in the midbar for longer. Very deep, very, very beautiful, deep and true. Bina is called Shai, Shin Yud. Chachma is called Yesh, Yud Shin. Bina is called shinyut. It's the flip because it's the contrast. It's the female to male, so to speak. It's the, it's the, it's the flip. Why yesh and shai? So yesh we already explained. And shai is the, is the flip around of, of yesh. And these are, the, these are connected in the Gemara to the shai oilamais. Right? These 310 worlds that are promised to the tzaddikim. La'asid lavai. Because bina is la'asid lavai. Right? Bina is also always oilamais. So it's shai. Yeah, yeah. Huh? The pasuk is. I have a yesh and a but that's a saitar shabbat which is female. And so the pasuk is male, so it's shai. <laughs> right? The tarshabal pe on that flips it, it flips around. No, I'm sorry, the tarshabal is, is the is yesh. Flips it around to become shai. But here's the deepest thing in the world. What's the gematria of Kesser? 620. What's shy? 310. 310 and 310 is 620. So Kesser and Chachma are what are included, so to speak. I'm sorry, Chachma and Bina are what are included within Kesser. Kesser splits, so to speak, into two. Okay, the beginning of duality, very deep. From our perspective, within creation, Achaz Shalom in Hashem, in creation. Yesh and shy. 310, 310. Is it because you can't, you can't have yesh without having something else that are there? Otherwise, it's no different in Kesser. The Koch might come out in a, on its own. Then it's a, it's It'd be on the scope, I think, of, of, of this um, and, and of me. Um, so the beginning of yesh must be step number one. Um, need to think about that. Shai and yesh, just parenthetically, I don't know how happy she's going to be, but she doesn't listen to the shirim anyway. But my wonderful wife, her name is Shira Yehudis, and my name is Yaakov Shalom. Mm-hmm. So he went to Rav Tzvi and I told him I was engaged. I told him he was mavish. 
you know, because Yaakov Shalom's Rosh Hashanah was Yesh, and that's the male aspect, and she's shy, which is like unbelievable. Um, so she's a little shy, so I didn't want to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, anyway, so that's that's Good that's just an interesting thing. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an interesting. It's an interesting because she knows all this. Right? Yesh and shy. Okay. So that's Chachman Bina, and together, that's the union of Kesser, which is 620, which is the gematria of 310 and 310, together. Okay. Says the Heilige Rav Sasson, look back at the word. Nogar means to draw on. Yud Shin is Yesh, it's the Chachma, and in the middle is Kesser, is the Chaf. You hear how deep this is? This is absolutely incredible. The words of the stanza are na gibar darsh yichudra kvavas ramim. Kvavas is a reference to the pupil of the eye. The pupil of the eye is, is chachma. That's what we're trying to draw down. Darsh yichudra. We're seeking that realm of anagasa yichud. And we're asking that a Kaddish Baruch who should draw down shefa from that place and protect us because we need protection when we're engaged in this kind of melchama against the, against the world. Not against them, but to conquer them. To bring them to a life of, 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 of MS. The Rosh Hatevis are all a reference to this realm that we're drawing on. Nagar means to draw from. Yud Chav Shin is Yud and Shin is Chachma. And in the middle is the Chaf Rekeser. Which is this, this realm above. U'besoy chanim shochum eslabesh ara keser. Besoyed ois chaf. And that's the letter of, of keser, chaf, right in the, in the middle. Shini noidats non shara keser ravu ba'atzama oid. It's so incredibly broad. It's so incredibly tremendous and great. It cannot be revealed in creation without a levush, without a garment. That's why we're drawing down the light of Keser, that's Malubash, it's wearing the garment, so to speak, because it's all lens after lens after lens after lens, like the Ramak explains, it was his Yartai yesterday, actually, through the garment of yesh. This is the element of the Yud and the Shin, that are surrounding, like a garment, that letter Chaf in the middle. Ha-chachma. Skip the, the, the parentheses, not important for now. The revelation of Keser in Chachma. The Noidan, it's known, Shachachmut Simsamara Keser. It's already a constriction of that great light. Karamas Bekasha Keser, or the Pamayim Yesh. Keser is double Yesh. It's double that. It's, it's such a great energy. It's such a great light. Like we said, in relation to Keser, Chachma is Yesh. Right? Keser is Mamish nothingness. Chachma, okay, we begin to have some kind of grasp of Hashem's master plan, a big picture. Why? We don't know. That's Keser. But at least the, the wholeness of creation we can, we can begin to grasp. But Naskil, and he continues on the next page, I cut out some elements here. This is the secret of the river. A river is taking water from one place and drawing it downstream to another place. Nahara, the Zarakadish refers to a river, the Nugid Vinafik, Nugid, that draws around Vinafik and leaves. The Nahar Zehusaid Habina. Bina is always referred to as Rechaivais Hanahar. It is a stream. Why is Bina a stream? Because the stage at which creation begins to practically, so to speak, unfold. And the, and the pattern of seven with which all of creation is marked begins is chesed. Sunday. 
the first of the seven colors of the rainbow, the first of the seven metals. We've been through this. The first of the seven uh, continents and musical notes. And all. Uh, the, everything in nature, that's the lower realm. That's the Indian of seven. The first three is wrapped up in the mind. It's, it's all unified. And then things begin to unfold in the body, the right arm and the left arm, the torso and the red, and so on and so forth. So it turns out that if Bina is the sphera, is that tool, is that energy, before Chesed, then it serves as the bridge between Keser and Chachma, and then Chesed and all the others. And in that sense, it's a river. Because it's, 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 it's the river, Hayoitzimi Eden, right? Lahashka says Hagan, which is the lower realms, and then like the like the like the pasuk tells Misham Yiparid from that river Bina, that's where Pirud starts to happen. What's Pirud? Pirud is Chesed and Gvura. Chesed and Gvura, the right hand and the left hand. There's nothing more contrasting to one another than that. So, but what came right before that split, where unity begins to so to speak fragment into the body, right? Even though Chachman and Bina are right and left, but that's still unified. It's still an element that's called in the Zara Kaddish very beautifully. Train, Ray, and Dilomas Sparshan. These are two best friends that never separate. Chachman and Bina, they never separate. Constant unity in that, in that realm. They're different. Total, total, total connectivity. The realm of the days. Sunday is different than Monday. Monday is different than Tuesday, and so on and so forth. That's, that's different. One second, let's just finish this thing. Right? That, that's already different. So Bina is the side of Umisham Yiparid, that's where Pirud begins, and it serves as this Nahar, this river that flows, that takes Shefa from the higher place and brings it down to a whole, a whole new strata of existence. Can we hold it until that? Yeah, I was uh, trying to understand yeah. this particular point. Yeah, is, okay. Is, is what you're saying that, that Bina is kind of what gives us the insight? Because we, we know Chesed and everything else after it, but we don't know much more, we don't know Chachma, we don't know Keser. But given Bina how it interacts and it flows from, we get an inkling of what's of what's behind the Bina. Is that is that is that correct? There's definitely an element of that. Bina has two chalakim. The first part, the higher part, is absolutely bound up still with 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 the upper realms. But but that's where all brokenness begins. That's where all all separation starts in that in that place. And the Zarkadh says, Ain Hadinim Nimtakim Elabisharasha. All harsh judgments that are associated with separation, because why, why, why is separation associated with judgment? There are a couple of ways we can say this, but very basically, because Hashem is absolutely good. Is Taiva Hashem Lakal is absolutely good, and Hashem is absolutely one. And so, the more we fall into the trap of separation, the, the more the goodness of Hashem is obscured. And we start to think that you know this happened to me, and then that happened to me, and this was good, and this was bad. Whoa, that's that's already that's already, that's already not good. That's already fundamentally um, flawed and tainting our p- potential ability to relate to the world with 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 a much stronger foundation to relate to the world from a place of yichud. Din is so the Zarkad says, "Ein hadinim nimtakim." If you want to sweeten din. You got to go to the shirish. Got to go to the source. And this, I, we don't. I'm not getting into this now. But this is the secret of tshuva. Because bina, I really don't want to get into this now. Bina is the realm of the kisya kavod, and Chazal say, "Gedayla tshuva, tshuva is great. Why? Shemagas ad kisya kavod. Tshuva elicits from within the depth of the Jew 
that nakuda, that tiny kernel, that small little point of a ratzon tov, of a desire to change, a desire to be better, that, that's always there. And that alone is, is able to go back to that place of bina and, and sweeten everything. It brings us beyond all the appearance of fragmentation and it unifies our life. We only want one thing. That's our whole rutzen. We just want to see you. We want to build a relationship with you. It's the only thing that we want. And all the other things that it seems that we want are that fundamental desire in disguise. And we're looking for you in a million places. We don't even think anymore that we're looking for you because we start to fall into the trap of thinking that we want this and then we want that and then we want the other thing. No, that's still fragmentation. Now, so you, as a person, want a million things? Mamish Avadizar, it's Mamish Pirit. Because you're just as unified as he is. We are just as unified as he is. Because in a sense, in that sense, all of us are one. And so all of us only want one thing. We want that one thing in a million different ways. That's what we want. That's what we're after. That's the sweetening of all the din. Bishoyrish, in that place where multiplicity meets its source in unity. That's the element of Bina. That's the Nahar that flows down. See, he says here, let's go back inside, the Naskil, we can understand, Shesoyed, Nun Gimel Dalet, which is Nagat, which means to draw, Shuam Shacha, Husoyed, Hanahar is the secret of the river. Nahara, the Nagid, Venafik, referred to in the Zahar Kaddish as the river that draws Venafik and brings out. Venahar Zeh, Husoyed, Habina, Soyed, Rechoyves, Hanahar, Right? Which is what we say in Kalmastater. Shalashos. Which stanza is that? In Kalmastater. Which stanza is that? The third. Why would it be the third stanza? Because the first stanza is Kesser. And the second stanza is Chachma. And the third stanza is Bina. Mm-hmm. And so that stanza, it says Rechai Vesanahar, because that's, that's what it is. Rechai Vesanahar. Hanara yoytzimi eiden shuwa chachma kanayda lahashkes asagan shuwa malchus, which is all the way at the end of that creation. So nishmas Yisrael. Nimtza we find, shenogad hu koyach ha'amshach halamata besoyed ha'bina. That's drawing it down. Besoyed ha'bina lahamshich alahar oyros nefloim haramuzim besoyed yud chafshin. To draw down these secrets, this depth of perception that's rooted in these three letters, yesh and chaf, which is chachma and bina. I'm sorry, which is keser and chachma. Soyed ha'chachma ba'keser. V'yine taskel. Go through this a bit more quickly, and then we'll get to the end. Shesayd Yur Chavshin is also Rosh Tevis. A pasuk can tell him, "Ki Baruch Hashem, Ki Shama Kol Tachanuna." Blessed is Hashem. Doesn't mean we're blessing Hashem. That Hashem is perfect. Hashem is the Makar Habracha, right? Or that the energy of Hashem should be expanded in the world. Different interpretations of Baruch. The Rosh Tevis of Yud Kevavke, Ki Shama Hashem, for He has heard. Is the Rosh Tevis of Yud, Chaf, and Shin, Chachma, and Keser? Sh Rosh Tevis, Hashem, Kishama, Oila, Shem Zet, Vehu, Mikabal, Atfilas, Leila. This is the Indian of Tfila. What's the Indian of Tfila? Tfila, you need something? So good, so change your life. Build Kayla in your life. Change. Because that's the only thing that's holding back HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Bracha from us. So all of us need things in our lives. So change. What's the Indian of Tefillah? What's the Indian of Tefillah? Tefillah means we're, we're, we're asking for a revelation of Rachamim. 
How is a tefillah is always referred to in, in what do Chazal say? Al tas tefillas chakeva ella rachamim misachnunim. Tefillah is called rachamim and tachnunim. Why tachnun? What's the shirish of the word tachnunim? It's chain. We're avening that a kodesh baruch Hu should give us, not to use a Christian word, grace. Right? It was a Jewish concept first, and they took it, and then they and then they pretend that there's no concept of grace in Judaism. Mamish, the craziest thing. Mamish. We're davening for grace. We're davening for matnas chinam, for a free gift. The whole premise of tefillah embodied in Davin Amalek is that we are not deserving. That's the premise of prayer. Again and again and again and again, especially in the slichas, we say, Ki al-rachamecharabim anu betuchim. We don't rely... Ain anu, right? Somebody help me out here. There's so many expressions of this. Slip your mind right now. In Tachlan that we say on Monday and Thursday, we say we're not... We're not um, um, Yes, the whole Indian of is that we don't have. We're coming to Akadosh Baruch Right, exactly. We don't know what to do anymore. We, we recognize we're, we're insufficient. So then, then there's a revelation of that place. So that's the inning of tefillah. And he says, that's why the Rosh Hashem is a Baruch Hashem, Kishama kol tachanunai, tachanunai, chen, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu heard the voice that's calling out for grace, is the Rosh Hashem, Yud Chav Shin. V'hum ekabal ha-tefillas la'ele, kishat tefillas ha-chuzais, v'anagas ha-yichud, when we're davening in such a way as ha-yoyle v'chei le-yater. So it's a very strong kind of tefillah. Halavai, we should all come into our tefillas with this, Consciousness, not to come like Davin, you know, like we think we're, we're you know, that we're now we Davin, so now we earn something. It's mamish the opposite of what Tvila is. You come into Shemana Asir, but I got nothing. I got nothing, but you got everything. You got everything. I'm coming to you with that awareness, that consciousness. I, not, so much so that Rabbanu Shalom, not only do I not have Zechusim to Davin about, I don't even have a Davin with that. Adni Hashem, I cannot even begin to daven until you open my mouth. I can't say a word. That's how we begin Shemana Esrei. Adni Sefasai Tiftach Hashem, open my mouth. Open my mouth for me. Because we recognize in that moment that I don't have a mouth. I don't have any. I don't have. Ein Oid Malvade, which is the Asaga of Shemana Esrei, of Tefillah. Which was revealed at Shalashudas. That incredible revelation of, of, of Ratzin, and that's what Shalashudas is supposed to be, is just to sit and to have Ratzin. It's not a time for learning. It's not a time for. I know that Paiskin that say that you can be Yotzin. It's not really. It's really not. It's really not. I'm talking for me. Tkiyah Shaifer is also not a time for learning. It's true, but now we're blowing Shaifer. And it's not me that's saying this. If you take a look at Rosh Pinkas, Sha'arim B'tfila, he literally says this in the Hakadama. That Masha. Take a look. All right, you've seen this? Okay. You're, you're, you're a Pinkas guy. Right? And <clears throat> take a look. He says there, he says, How, what tipshim would be sitting? And like they're blowing Shaifer. And you come to the back room and tell them, like it's not a time for Dafiyam, but they're blowing Shaifer. And they say, hey, Tamatar Ganekukulam. You're right, that Tamatar Ganekukulam. But Akkadish Baruch, who wants different things in his world, he wants different elements at different times. And we need to engage him. In those different ways, at those different times, Shalosh Shuris is mamish. It's an avoda, mamish and avoda. 
But we're not conscious of what child should is. So how in heaven's name should we ever have, have think that Jews should do anything other than learn, which is the only thing that they know how to do? Uh, why, why should we do something else? But once we become a little bit aware of what's being revealed at this time, what I can reveal from inside of me, I'm not running from everything. It's so much easier to learn Baba Basra, Dab Dalit, whatever, I'm just picking a daf, than to mamish sit and to, and to open my heart in the deepest way. For Seder is not a time for doing that opening heart in the deepest way. And that's a time for learning. There are times for doing different things in Yiddishkeit. A healthy Judaism has a variety, just like a healthy diet. It's many different kinds of food. Can't expect a person to be completely healthy if they're missing basic vitamins. Same thing with Aravoda. It's the same thing. Shaloshudas is a shas rav ravin. That's what's being revealed. And through Nugunim and through deep Tyra. Not a, it's not a time for Tyra. It's a time for Tyra of, of the Shekhinah. That's what it's a time for. Panemia satire. It's a time for something else. Yes, thank you. Hear me out. So, okay, this will come to the end. Um, let me, yeah, let me, let me, let, give me, give me ten, 10 minutes now of just outside talk. I'm sorry we're going over time, but I do, because I'm not sure about next week. I have to look at the calendar and see what's going on. Um, I want to talk about the three weeks now for, for just a minute, and I want to talk about Sefer Yemio very quickly. First, let me tell you outside what he says in the next three stanzas. This is the point that you brought up before. Uh, stanzas in the next few paragraphs. Every stanza in Anabakayach, there are seven, and so they're related to the lower seven midas, to the days of the week, which are also related to biblical personalities, the personas, right? Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, and David. We call them the Ushbizen. Those seven shepherds, Shiva Rayim, seven shepherds. Now here's a very, very deep thing. Stanza number one is Keneged Avram Avinu. Stanza number two is Keneged Yitzchak Avinu. Stanza number three is Keneged Yaakov Avinu. We are the descendants of Avram and we are the descendants of Yitzchak, but we're not called B'nai Avram. We're called B'nai Yisrael. Why are we called B'nai Yisrael? We're just as much a descendant of Avram as we are of Yitzchak. Why are we called B'nai Yisrael? Because Avram had other, had other children. So did Yitzchak. Yaakov Avinu's whole family was absolutely Jewish. There was no... It was Mamish, the most Jewish family there is. First of all, there are 12 kids, so that's already the <laughs> most Jewish thing. And I'm sure they drove like, uh, what do they call them? The minivan, whatever. Two, uh, two, two minivans. Uh, two, yes, probably two <laughs> minivans. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's the first thing. But Mamish, they were all Yidin, the whole family. Avram Avinu gives birth to Yishmael. Yitzchak Avinu brings into the world Esau. Now the first two stanzas, if you remember, the first stanza, we spoke about shattering all the vessels, Aleph, Beis, Gimel, it said as Rosh Hashanah 6, that's the element of Anagas HaMishpat, the limited world, the six directions, four directions, then up and down. Yud Taf Tzadi means to shatter, to break, we spoke about that, that's the purpose of the first stanza. Second stanza is Rosh Hashanah, Ayin, Sin, Tes Nun, Kara Satan, also an Indian of tearing up, of Mamish destroying. But that's not the Indian of the third stanza. We don't find any concept of that. We're not breaking, we're not ripping up, we're not break, we're not anything. 
So here's the, the, the amazing thing is that stanza one and stanza two are intended to bring about the downfall of Yishmael and Esav respectively. Yishmael in stanza one, Esav in stanza two. Now there's a big difference between Yishmael and Esav because Yishmael does tshuva in the end. As a person, Yishmael does tshuva in the end. Yishmael needs to be shattered into little pieces, right? Very, very deep. But there's hope for Yishmael. Yishmael makes it in the end. Esav needs to be needs to be ripped. It's the Indian of Amalek. Needs to be completely torn apart. Kara Satan. Just not not split into into pieces. Mamish. Torn up. Completely. That's the Indian of Esav. Without getting into all this now, we don't have time for it. The Medrash tells us that, that Avram Avinu was redeemed from Ur Kazdim and was freed from that terrible massive Shasa kind of being thrown into a furnace on account of Yaakov Avinu that he was going to bring into the world. We say this, Asher Pada Es Avram like because I'll say Pada Es Avram was only so that 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 was the reason why Asher Pada Es Avram because there was going to be a Yaakov Avinu in the world and it means that Yaakov Avinu's whole thing in the world once he's revealed into the world is to then turn around and to battle the other forces in history that came before him those other forces are Yishmael and Esau now it just so happens to be that there, if you're keeping track there are three major world religions right and it's, it's simple math. It's not complicated. That Yishmael is the Indian of Islam. Esav is the Indian of Edom, which is Rome, which is very much associated, even though it was later in history, Rome all converted to Christianity. Parenthetically, there's a fascinating thing. Because we speak about Yichud and Pirud. Somebody's phone is buzzing. We speak about Yichud and Pirud. Yishmael is Yichud. Have you ever done any research a little bit? I mean, we're all bound up by the political struggle and the this generational angst over Muslims. But if, you be, if you're able to look past that a little bit and look actually at the religion, it's remarkably similar to Judaism. I mean, remarkably. In many ways, it's identical. It's not a huge chiddush. There's nothing novel there. The Torah was the one that brought kashras into the world and mikvah into the world. But if you look at their system of, of halacha, so to speak, of the law, mamish, mamish. And what's their whole thing? The premise of Islam is one God, one God. We're down to the same God as they do. You're allowed to go into a, into a mosque, right? It's not a very desire at all in any way, shape, or form. It's a very good thing, Islam. Christianity was the biggest disaster in, in the history of the world in terms of the confusion that it brought to the world. Yishmael does tshuva in the end. It's, there's, there's a lot of hope there. The problem with Christianity rooted in Esau is that it is founded in a shirish of achdos, of, of oneness, of unity. It claims to believe in the Old Testament. Okay, one second. Okay, one second. But it, but it claims, it claims, Mamish Chazal said what's Adam is the pig, right? That on the outside it looks kosher, right? It has... Split Hoser chooses cut one or the other. 
fluff of clappy chutz, right? It, it, it has to be right on the outside. So Christianity is also they also tell you, yeah, one, you know, everything is one. Uh, all this stuff, all this stuff, and mamish. The element of how it splits into period and what kind of milchama it brought to the world, what kind of angst and 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 cruelty Christianity brought to the world, particularly upon the Jewish nation. Is says the Ramad Valley, the Talmud of the Ramchal, why Esau's head is buried in the Maris Machpelah, but the rest of the body is not. Because everything that's sheker, that lasts, must be in some way rooted in truth. And there are elements of Christianity, just like everything, that are that are true, right? Our Torah is part of their canon, right? They call it the Old Testament, right? It, it wasn't the Old Testament before they came up with the new one; it was just the Testament, right? So. So that's the concept of the head of Esau, which relates to the realm of unity, but then it splits into terrible, terrible period, which is the, the whole mistake. Terrible period. Our job in the world is to be Darshi Yechudcha, Yaakov Avinu, to do combat with all the other elements, to be proud of who we are, to know what a miracle it is that of all the babies that were born, at the very minute that you were born into the world, someone's got to do the math, whatever, we'll Google it afterwards. How many babies are born every second? The minute that you were born, there were, I don't know how many, thousands at least, probably hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, thousands for sure thousands of other human beings that were born into the world at that moment. That you and you and you and you and all of us here and you were given neshamas that were born into the MS. Now, this sounds like a fantastical thing. That's true. It's nothing that you or I did to deserve it. But the fantastical nature of this anomaly does nothing to obscure the truth of it. I didn't deserve to be born into the family I was born into. I don't deserve to be a part of this nation. That's the point. This nation is this nation not because they deserve it, but because kacha. That's how Hashem decided. Kacha's Roshetev is keser kol That's just the Ratzon Hashem. Kacha. Just is. Without reason, it's beyond reason. Reason is Anagas Amishba. Kacha. Ashriya Am says the Vashantov Shek Kacha Lai. Their whole thing is just Kacha, just is. We have to understand who we are. I told somebody today, I'm learning Zecha to learn with old classmate of mine is finding his way like I'm finding mine. I told him Judaism is the most boring religion. It's Mamish is. So boring. It's so, it's so plebeian. It's so, like, like, it's so this world. Like, there's, it's so normal. There's nothing like strange about it. I mean, there are a couple of strange elements of it, but in terms of the way that it keeps us as human beings, this liturgy, this text, these laws, there's nothing like. But it's the most sensible. It's almost as if Judaism throughout history has been the adult in the room. Always. Torah, true Judaism. Very conservative. Our Abanim, if you learn the history about what was going on in the Second Temple era, and this is where we're getting to hear me, even though he was the first place of Mikdash, but at least in that area, the Prushim, of whom you and I are the heirs of the Prushim. You know, there's no one else left but the Prushim. Reform and conservative is a very recent development. Every single Reforms person, great, 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 probably great, great, great grandfather was an Orthodox Jew. Every single one of them. There's no other kind of Judaism. That means that the only Judaism that survived 
was this sect called the Prussian who believed in Tarsabab. Nothing changed. Nothing. 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 These people are so incredibly boring. You're right. But when you have the truth, you don't want to change an iota. And it will remain true until, until the end of time. Not one iota changed. Not one. Not in any fundamentally important way. All the things that have changed are not important. White shirts, black pants, shtuyot. That doesn't matter. Not, not a bit, not a shred. Now you can choose to do it just like I choose to do it. That's on you. That's, that's, not, that's not Yiddishkeit. That's not what matters. The things that matter are the same today as they were at the times of the Prussian. And guess what? The whole reason that the second base Hamikdash was destroyed, at least on a technical level, was because of the provocation of the other sects, of the Bryoinim, of the Zealots. And you know what the Prussian were trying to tell the Bryoinim? Stop. Don't do this. Not a good idea. We'll live. Yeah, it's not an ideal situation. The Romans are, are, are breathing on our heads. But th this is okay. They were the adult in the room. They've always been the adult in the room. This is our Indian of Darshi Yechutcha, bringing to your Yermiyahu for two reasons where this will end. Reason number one is that if you read the Sefer Yermiyahu, which I did for the first time this week, even though I've learned different sections of it, I sat for about five to six hours and I just read the whole thing. One sitting. Highly, highly recommended. Highly recommended. Don't know why they don't teach Tanakh in, in yeshivas. I'm telling you, we know so little about what it means to be Jewish. I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy. We're the most educated Jews there are. We know so little. I'm talking about me. I, I, so little. Mamish, we have to educate ourselves. And this is what all of us are in the perpetual uh, 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 you know, endeavor to do. Yeshikach, thank you very much. Again and again and again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Yermio and Avi, don't daven to me. Don't daven on behalf of these people, even though Chazal, in a, new, a number of places, likens Yermio to Moshe Rabbeinu. He says, don't daven to me. And what I can take out of that, based on all of this, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is relating to Am Yisrael, and this is crucially important, on a Hanhagas HaMishpat level. People look at the Old, what they call the Old Testament, this vengeful, angry version of God, this jealous, narcissistic being that just wants to cause plagues and murder people. It's very hard for me to sit sometimes in shul. Maybe you have the same feeling. Maybe it's a little heretical to say. And the Balkaire, who probably doesn't know what he's saying much of the time, is just reading words about like hundreds of thousands of people were killed here and he's singing it along it's like whoa you know you just sadly could feel something people die like it's not you know it's not a simple thing we can walk away from a cursory reading of Darsha Bixam and say a maniacal being a maniacal being we may still have to serve but a maniacal being nonetheless at least to our perception if you take a look maniacal like an that's for sure but if you take a word, if you, if you take a look, let's let's say, if you take a look in your mio, do you know what a Kodesh Baruch was so angry about? He wasn't angry that they weren't wearing tzitzis. He wasn't angry that they weren't davening. He was angry that they were sacrificing their children to Baal, which was an, which was an idol. And there's even a place today in the Gei Hinnom, which is a valley, right, right on the other side, which we call Gehenim, but it, it's an actual physical place, where they have identified the location where literally they were burning. The, the place is still black. It's charred, Iraq. They burn babies alive. 
I think you and me would be angry, I think, if we heard of our neighbor doing anything like that, or anyone in the world, it would, it would bother us. We'd get angry about it, and we'd be absolutely justified. HaKadosh Baruch was said to Am Yisrael, I'm not wiping you out like that, I'm giving you chances. He sent your meal again and again and again and again and again. He said, listen, I love you guys. Hanagasayichud, he refers to us in the most beautiful terminology, the way Hashem loves us. He calls us, like, mamish, my beloved, sweetest friends and brothers and soulmates. For you, he says again and again, not for me. It's a pasuk. He says, you think that you're angering me? I don't get angry. I'm not. He says, I'm trying to help you out. There are two paths in front of each individual in each community. One is the path of Taif, and one is the path of Ra. And the Baruch Hu says, for you, I want you to choose the path of Taif, not for me. Have mercy on yourselves. And the Baruch Hu tells Yermiyahu Hanavi that the response was, we shan't. We are not walking on the path that you're guiding us toward. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, this can't continue. This can't continue. And that's how Hagas HaMishpat. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Yirmiyahu, don't daven. Because tefillah, like we're learning, is awakening that element of Hanagas HaYichad. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, no. Right now it's within. And he still tries. It's unsuccessful. And ultimately, Yerushalayim is lost. But you know what Kadosh Baruch Hu also keeps saying with this will end? after describing what's going to take place in Yerushalayim in horrifying detail. HaKadosh Baruch Hu continues to say again and again and again and again throughout Yirmiyahu Navi, and we find the same thing in Eicha. I shall not destroy them. I shall not eradicate them completely. That's You know what that is? Why? Because there's Anhagas Hayichud. There's a point of Jewishness that must ever remain, even if not in the form of a particular individual, as a nation, Klal Yisrael, we're bound up to Hashem in a way that transcends how much of a covenant we keep or how much of a covenant we break. That's called the She'er Sapleta, that remain and that survive and that go down to, to Bavel and that come back 70 odd years later in waves and are ultimately not able to hold on to that experience either very quickly. You see that they lost that too. And they're sent into Galus. And you and I are still on that journey, but you and I are still here. Prushim in Orthodox Jewish form. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. We think the same. We talk the same. We care the same. We feel the same. We believe the same. And the whole world has changed billions of times, but we are Darshe Yechudcha. And we're bound up with the Yichud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hagas HaYichud. And that's the message of, I think, of, of, of the three weeks of Chodesh Av. Recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes this whole thing super seriously. He's not playing games. He is an absolutely not playing games. He has a stake in humanity. Why? He has more of a stake in humanity than I do. I have no idea. I have no idea why he cares so much. That's called Kesser. Rutzen, I, have, I can't fathom it. I don't care. He cares very much. He wants a relationship with you with me, with all of us. He wants a relationship. We were doing sometimes the right things. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the lave. Am sachal, lave ein lahem, the Pasuk says in Yermiyo. They don't have a heart. Rachman boy. That's all he wants. Not rituals and not behaviors and not hashkafas and ideologies and associations and affiliations. Hashem wants our hearts. That's what he wants. And that's what he believes throughout history, especially as we come to the very end, 
we're going to be able to give him. And that's the job of you and me today, now. That's the Indian of Chodesh Av, Av is a father. Kodesh Baruch who's there, he's with us. He wants us to connect to him, not for him, but for you and for me to live a life of sweetness and pleasantness and depth and avoiding so much avoidable pain that Kodesh Baruch Hu says, It's yours to choose. That's called life. And that's the purpose of our shir. That's why we get together every Thursday night to learn. That's the purpose of our chabura. That's what all of us are attempting to do, is to rectify this, is to fill this breach. Is to mamish be soldiers of Hashem. I can't change the whole world, and nor can you. But our own lives we can change. Our own lives we can mamish change. We can live with pride. That's my bracha to you and to me. We should be Yaakov Avinu people. Reflect earlier back on the first two stanzas, not Yishmal, not Esav. We're taking it to the finish line of history. We should be zeichet to see the building of the third base of Mikdash for the coming. Amen.